Trying to lose weight is a challenge, even more so during the COVID-19 pandemic. Welcome to Novant Health Healthy Headlines. I'm Cliff Mertens. Gyms are closed or they have limited capacity. Schedules are juggled as most of us work from home and do our schooling from home, where the lure of the nearby kitchen can be powerful. But shedding pounds remains high on many people's plan to improve their health as we begin a new year. Amanda Smith, a Novant Health registered dietitian, talks more about some common weight loss mistakes and some better alternatives we can all learn from. Thank you for listening. You know, what part of the pandemic and staying at home and all that stuff can help me lose weight? So um, more people staying at home, they're not commuting. So um, they have more time on their hands. So I would say, um, I think the inclination has been for most people to use that to sleep in or procrastinate or scroll through more social media, but using that commute time um, for your exercise. Um, whether it's going out for a walk or, you know, if you have a treadmill or an elliptical at home to hop on. So definitely utilizing um, that commuting time. Um, I think a lot of people have also slowed down during this time where there's not as many activities, there's not as many social gatherings. So being home more can um, allow us to have more time to prepare meals at home. So cooking more at home, um, making sure that you're planning your meals, um, but definitely, you know, reducing eating out, not as much fast food. So with more time, in theory, we should have more time for, for planning those meals, preparing those, and having that time for exercise. The other side of the coin is how is it bad for people? They're sure. at home, they're stuck at home. How does that work against you trying to lose weight? Yep. So a lot of people being stuck at home, we we have that constant access to food. So <laughs> if you're, you can, you know, you might be steps away from your kitchen, from your pantry. So um, I think again, it kind of goes back to planning. So if you're if you're planning to have, if you know you get hungry at ten o'clock, what's the plan for that? And having a plan, just like if you were going into an office. Um, keeping what I would call trigger or red light foods out of your house. So if you know there's cookies in the pantry and that they call your name and that you're going to go and eat 10 cookies at 10 o'clock, then it's best just to keep those foods out of the house. I'm laughing because I have that battle at the grocery all the time. <laughs> if I stay off that aisle, they can't get into my house. But if they get into my house, I'm going to find them and I'm going to lie to myself and I'm going to eat them. Right. And I think that's, you know, I tell my patients all the time, you have to be honest with yourself. If you know, you might bargain with yourself and say, oh, I can just eat two and I'll be okay. <laughs> but if you know deep down in your mind that you're going to eat 10 or 15 or you're going to eat the whole bag, then it's best just to leave them in the store. But on a, on a side note to that is embracing grocery pickup. Um, number one, you don't have to go in with the crowd, but number two, um, they don't impulse shop for you. They, they shop and they give you what's on your list. And so there's no going down the aisle and mm, that looks good. Let me throw that into my basket. So um, I have definitely, I started using grocery pickup pre-pandemic just as a time saver. 
Um, but it's definitely something that, um, that I've continued to embrace because it's such a time saver, but it does help you and it helps with budgeting. Cause you can see how much money you're spending. What about, and this does, this isn't obviously COVID related. This is any year moderation, you know, dieting people, dieting doesn't have to be punishment. It's more like a lifestyle change and people sure. look at certain foods and think I can, and I saw this during Thanksgiving. I cannot have any dessert. I cannot have any, you know, anything sweet, anything salty. But talk about moderation and how that still remains the the, the keynote centerpiece of, of any sort of lifestyle change. Sure. So, like, what I try to to educate my patients on is healthy balance. And so, you know, if we kind of follow this idea of an 80-20 rule, 80% of the time we're eating you know, our whole grains, our lean proteins, our fruits and vegetables, but 20% of the time, like at, it's your birthday or Christmas or Thanksgiving, and there's that special dessert that you look forward to all year long, that's not the time to deprive yourself of that. Still, um, moderation as far as the portion size goes, not overeating is a big one that I really um, try to pound into people's heads is, you know, when you're full, you're full, don't overeat. You'll be hungry again in three or four hours. You can always go back and get seconds or get what you, you weren't able to get the first time around, but overeating, then that makes us feel miserable for many hours. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm a big believer in healthy balance and moderation and, and, and not depriving yourself. I feel like when we deprive ourselves, that's when we really fall off the wagon hard at some point. Yeah. And the same thing with exercise, you know, I, I encourage everyone to find an exercise that they enjoy and don't use exercise as punishment because you, you ate a slice of pizza today. Exercise because you know all of the other health benefits and it makes you feel good and it's something you enjoy. Um, it shouldn't be used as a punishment for what you've eaten that day. A lot of people do that, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about eating and stress levels. Obviously, this is a stressful time for a lot of people in the world, and, and a lot of people lean on food. Some people do alcohol, some people do Netflix, whatever, but some people turn toward food, and that can be reckless, and, and that can be hurtful. Absolutely, and so I think, you know, there are many people that rely on um, food for um, stress management, so I think having a plan ahead of time for you know, thinking about what are the tools in your toolbox for stress management. I'll tell my patients to have um, like a comfort kit and or, you know, some sort of a stress management toolkit. And what goes in it is up to you, whether it's um, a devotional that you read, some meditation. Um, a lot of people, it, it comes down to distraction, distracting your mind, because really all that stress, it's, it's, you know, our minds start going crazy. And then, you know, we find ourselves nibbling on something. So a lot of people will use things like word, word search or crossword puzzles. Um, but having that already put together and somewhere that's accessible. So when you're feeling stress and can stop and acknowledge that, you can turn to those better tools for stress management rather than eating. And then I think it comes back to you know, keeping those kind of trigger foods out of, out of the house because most people I find when they're stressed, they're usually very specific. They're looking for crunchy or salty or sweet. And so if we can keep those kind of trigger foods out of the house um, and then during stressful times, just making sure that you are taking time for that 
self-care, the healthy eating, the taking the time to meal plan, drinking your water, and, and you know, just really setting aside that time for self-care. Talk about the importance of just sticking with the journey. And if you only lose a pound a week, that's pretty good. No yeah. So healthy and safe weight loss, what we encourage is one to two pounds per week. Um, and that's where, you know, the, the fad diets or the quick fixes are really enticing to people because you can lose, you know, you might lose five or six pounds in a week and you might get to your goal in four months, but it's not a sustainable change. So sustainable changes usually do yield the slower um, weight loss, but if, if the changes you're making are sustainable, then that's going to yield more sustainable weight loss and weight maintenance rather than this yo-yo up and down of gaining and losing the same, you know, 20 to 30 pounds every year. Is there one big thing that you see that people have the hardest trouble dealing with in, in trying to, to maintain weight or lose weight? Is there one magic thing? Is it, is it food? Is it exercise? Is it stress? What, what, what trips up more people, I guess, if there's a magic answer there? Hmm. Or is it, it could be, I it depends on the person. I think it depends on the person. I would say that sort of the mindless and stress eating is kind of, that's where we tend to, a lot of people do tend to make it or break it, so to speak, because even with our patients that we see that are on the surgical path, that's something I really stress with folks is you can eat right at your meals, but if you're eating junk food and your stress eating and that's how you manage your stress that doesn't go away with a surgery that's about changing your your mindset and really adopting healthier again those healthier habits whether it's in the form of exercise or stress management or eating so it's really it is hard to say everybody's different i think when exercise can be a hard habit for folks to get into um, when we look at weight loss, the studies show that it's about 80%, 75 to 80% what you're eating and a much smaller portion of it is your exercise as far as just yielding large amounts of weight loss. Um, but that exercise piece and getting moving, is, that can be really difficult for some folks. We haven't done it in a lot of years. It's hard to start when you're 50 if you've never yeah. done it since middle school PE yeah. class. I get that, or your body doesn't allow you to do it five days a week or whatever. Right, and I think some people struggle with that if they've always been very active and you know, aging takes a toll on, on the body and you know, they become frustrated with not being able to do what they once could. And so they just kind of give up and say, well, if I can't do it at this level, I'm just not gonna do it at all. Hmm. And, and, and so many stories I've read and heard people tell me just exercise has such a, a domino effect. It just helps everything. You sleep yeah. better. Your cardio is better. It's just, it helps every aspect of your body. Same with food. You fill your food, your body with junk food. It, it Absolutely. Shows up. Yep. I always tell people, you know, as cliche as it is, the whole saying you are what you eat. It's so true. <laughs> because I have a lot of people that say, you know, I didn't realize how bad fast food made me feel until I didn't eat it for a month. And then I stopped and got, you know, a hamburger and French fries and it just made me feel terrible. It made my stomach hurt and it made me feel weighed down. And it's because that's not high quality um, food and our food is our fuel. So if you're putting in a low quality fuel, you're not going to perform at, at your best.
Hello, Cliff Mertens again. Keeping pounds off isn't easy or quick. We can all fall into the trap of making food or exercise a reward or a punishment. But like most everything in life, moderation is the best strategy. Every so often, enjoy that slice of pie. Just don't eat the entire pie. Thank you for listening to this episode of Healthy Headlines. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment or two to rate us, review us, subscribe to this and all our Novon Health podcasts. We post new episodes all the time, and most are just 15 minutes. Thank you for listening.